Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story on the Mudcast today, the first match of the 2021 CCC Round 1 is in the books. The four competitors in the match were Port Hito International Cool, created by Edward Ortiz, JAC, created by John Clace, stewarded by Michael Kirk, the Memes Dealer, created by Sean Loeb, and Bon Appetit, created by Simon Strauss, the Dread Pirate Texans. Quite a few video promos in this week leading up to the contest. Contest went 48 hours. You went to a website. There was a link to a website. You voted. You could vote once per hour. At this point, at the time I'm recording this, there have been no results posted. And at this point, I would be surprised if they get published prior to Wednesday night's Talk of the Universe. I assume that that is where they're going to be announced. I can tell you that during the voting process, toward the end of the voting, voting opened 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday night closed 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday night, that I did see the poll say 608 votes were cast. I'm assuming more votes may have been cast because there was still time left on the clock, but it looks like 600 votes unofficially because they do some screening programs, they do whittle this down. But it looks like unofficially over 600 votes were cast in the first match of the first round. I am looking forward to hearing the results. This was a tough match. You had four tough competitors who made and put out a number of promos that caught people's eyes. While I would like JAC to emerge victorious in this match, I really have no clue what's going to happen. I'll find out on Wednesday, like everybody else, as well as find out who the next four are. Because this week coming up, from Wednesday to Wednesday, is going to be the promo week, the prep week, for the competitors in match number two of round one. We're going to get another four. Format will be the same. Speaking of the format, I just wanted to give my thoughts, having done this now multiple times. They have decided, instead of going a one-vote-and-done approach, to go multiple votes over the course of 48 hours, over the course of two days. If I had to speculate, and I don't know this is the thinking behind it, but if I had to speculate, my guess is they were looking to see what competitor people are the most passionate about. I.e., if you care more about this character... You're going to vote for it more. Using match one as an example, if people are really passionate about Jorjito International Cool, they'll vote multiple times. Whereas people maybe would vote for JAC once or twice because they're just not as on fire for JAC as they are for Jorjito, just as an example. I also think it could be a way of gauging which competitor is going to get the most engagement because they are looking for this to be a contest that people 
care about, are invested in, engage in. And so if one competitor is able to generate more votes than another, that's generally a sign. It's not exact, but it could be a sign that people care more about this character than the others. Those are just some random thoughts. My criticism of the contest is this. While it is hard, and I know, and Steve has made statements about this in the past, the contest is designed to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy to get to the top. It can be hard and also fun. I don't feel like this round and actually some additional rounds later on, tag round in particular, but I don't feel like these opening rounds are very fun. Now, I don't believe they're going to change this anytime soon. They are committed to this method. But if I was going to make a suggestion, if they can make the rounds more fun, I would do that. Or if they can just reduce the tediousness of it. Because it is kind of tedious having to vote hour after hour. You know, make a, set an alarm, watch the clock, click the votes in, and ask other people to do the same. Again, I believe I understand why. I don't believe they're going to change it, but if I was doing it, I might think of a new way to do the voting system in the first round. That's a CCC results of match one pending. Next story, we had two championship matches this week. The first, Wednesday night after Talk of the Universe, we saw the United States Championship on the line, Eddie Fury. The champion as Eddie Fury defended against Ken Fouché playing as King Hyena. I believe King Hyena was the competitor Ken Fouché used when he was Deep Six champion. This match went to crowd meter four. It went very deep. In the end, Eddie Fury hits the Fists of Fury against King Hyena, and he retains Eddie Fury still the United States champion. The other championship match was New Year's Eve, Friday night. We saw the Underworld Championship on the line. Robert the Brain Dunn, Bob Dunn playing as Robert the Brain Dunn, takes on the Grump Danny Thunder, the Grump using Lawman Nick. The Grump and the Brain have squared off time and time again. This match does not go as deep. It only goes to crowd meter one. In the end, at crowd meter one, the Grump hits a strike finish and gets the victory. The Grump is the new Underworld Champion. The Grump had a very successful year in the first half, had a very infamous year in the second half, and he closes out 2021 as the new Underworld Champion, I believe. That's the first time he's ever held the Underworld belt. And it gets him closer to a Grand Slam championship. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Eddie Fury on retaining. Speaking of championships, on Friday night, prior to the Underworld Championship match, General Manager John Calais had a fireside chat and announced some changes to the General Manager's office Specifically, who is in charge of booking what championships? First, General Manager John Clace will retain the responsibility of booking the LFF 
World Heavyweight Championship. Second, Loudmouth Leo Larynx will retain the responsibility of booking the LFF Hardcore Championship. Now for some of the changes. The Italian Bombata, Chris Pagillo, will be in charge of booking the LFF Trios Championship. The LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship will be booked by James Booker. The LFF Tag Team Championships will be booked by the Phoenix EV Fresh, a.k.a. Everett Stevens. And finally, the LFF Underworld Championship will be booked by Jeffrey Fox. Those are the changes. The LFF United States Championship the LFF Triad Championship, and the Deep Six Championship will continue to be booked by the SRG BOSS Steve Resk. The Intergalactic Championship will continue to be booked by Dick Thunderlips. In addition, there's going to be a Play Pure Championship making its debut at Captain Con in 2022. Jeremy Steigerwald will be in charge of booking the Play Pure Championship matches. As of right now, we are assuming they will be played using the current Play Pure rules as we understand them. You know, no entrances, no spectacles, no skill cards. In addition, these matches are supposed to be no countout, but disqualifications are in play. You can lose the match, or win the match via disqualification. That's all we know so far. I'm sure more will be announced at Captain Con, if not soon. With this change in booking, we have had the first championship match announced by the new bookers. The Italian Mbada, Chris Pagello, has booked the current LFF Trios champion, Lucky Cat Nico, with Shovel Club to face a challenger, Kylan Buchter, the corrugated cardboard villain. He will be bringing the first triumvirate in his attempt to unseat Lucky Cat Nika. This match is scheduled to take place next Wednesday, January 5th, at 7 p.m. prior to Talk of the Universe. Talk of the Universe normally starts at 8.30 p.m., this match will take place an hour and a half before that. It should be done by the time Talk of the Universe starts. And we'll see if Lucky Cat Nico can hold on or if Kylan Booker will become the new Trios champion. Next, there's been an announcement that there's going to be a Rumble at the Rumble 4. I feel like I talked about this last week. Rumble at the Rumble 4 will be at Highlander Games. It's going to have both a Create a Competitor tournament and a Grand Battle. It's supposed to take place on January 29th. That is the last Saturday of the month. And I have not looked, but it's usually scheduled around the time that WWE has their Royal Rumble event. There are also, at the same time, usually some Royal Rumble lotteries that SRG puts out during the same time period. The way those work is you buy a card, there's a list of cards you can buy, and then when you buy that card, you get a lottery spot. They'll draw a number 1 to 30 for you for either the men's 
or the women's Royal Rumble, and you know that when you make your purchase, if you're in the men's or the women's. And then if your number 1 through 30 is the entrant number that wins, so if you draw entrant number 5, if entrant number 5 wins the Royal Rumble, you get a prize. I believe past prizes have included creative competitors, creative cards. There were some AJ Styles competitor sets at one point. They can be various things. Nothing, None of that's guaranteed. I'm just telling you that so you get an idea of the types of prizes that are given out during that lottery. So that's coming up soon. The Kickstarter packages have started to be mailed out to people, as well as the Halloween decks. I've seen quite a few people posting mail call videos, unpackaging videos. I believe there's even one on Twitch that Brian Schmidt did. I did one as well. Just to check out my you know, desktop going live video setup, as well as to talk about the CCC. If you're interested in looking at that, that's still posted on Facebook. If you are curious about what's in the Halloween deck or the Kickstarter, you can check out one of the videos that people have posted. Could be mine, could be Schmidt's, could be anybody's. But those are out there if you want to know and you have not gotten your Kickstarter yet, or you came into the game. After the Kickstarters were closed, because I believe they will be putting out some of the Kickstarter product for sale on supershowthegame.com at some point. I don't know when, but at some point, I believe they're going to be putting that out for sale. And outside of tournaments from this past week, that's really going to be it for the news. Captain Khan's on the horizon, the February Kickstarter's on the horizon. But there's really been no new information given for any of those things as of right now. With that, let's go ahead and talk about the tournaments from this past week. We will start with last Monday's Proving Ground Tournament. All the matches in the last Proving Ground Tournament of 2021 were played using the final countdown match stipulation. In this stipulation, each Players allowed 10 total breakout rolls for the whole match. What this meant was the first time a player hits a finish on another player, that player that is attempting to break out has 10 breakout rolls to use to try to break out. And under this stipulation, their highest printed skill allows them to break out. To give an example, El Super Ombre's player hits the finish on Snake Pit. Snake Pit's highest printed skill is a grapple. That's their 10 skill. Snake Pit's player has up to 10 chances to roll grapple, or if the finish roll was lower and they could break out with a lower number, rolling that lower number would work. What this means is this. If the El Supermblade player, continuing this example, hit the finish on Snake Pit's player, El Supermblade's player rolls a 10. If in 10 rolls, Snake Pit's player can't roll their highest printed skill, they lose. If they hit their highest printed skill between the first breakout roll and the 10th, they will break out, but 
the number of breakout rolls they had to use to break out is reduced from their pool. So, in this example, Crowdmeter 0, El Superumbra hits the finish on Snake Pit. Snake Pit needs three breakout rolls to break out. It takes them three roll tries to match or exceed the finish roll. At that crowd meter one, El Superombre hits the finish on Stink Pit. Stink Pit now only has seven breakout rolls to potentially roll their highest skill or whatever number they need to break out normally to break out. Additionally, when a player would hit their finish, for every card in play with ball or drop of the name, the finish roll is plus one. So if you had elbow drop, head drop driver in play, and you hit top rope flying elbow drop, you would have plus three to your finish rolls in this stipulation. That was the final countdown match stipulation. They banned finishes like death choke, circle of the sun, anything that reduced the number of breakout rolls or just could not be broken out of period, those could not be played. With that, after the preliminary rounds, the top four in the final countdown match stipulation proving ground were in fourth place, playing as Loudmouth Leo Larynx, Lucky Cat Nico. In third place, playing as Johnny Gargano, the face Mark Sylvia. In second place, playing as the Mad One, Jeff McPeak, the current LFF Hardcore Champion and the winner of the final Proving Ground Tournament of 2021, Bob Dunn playing as his own creation, Big Bad Bobby D. That was Monday night. Next tournament, Thursday night, we have another Chibi's Seat of Power tournament. There were 20 players in this tournament. Four groups, five players each. The top two from each group advanced, so the cut was a top eight. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were steel cage matches. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were beast unchained matches. And in the finals match, as well as the third place match, the stipulation there was the sticks stairs, and chairs stipulation. The top four here were, in fourth place, playing Snake Pit, Magnet Peak. In third place, playing as Bjorn the Norseman, Candyman Dan. The finalists were Ronnie Rooms, playing as Kenny Omega, and Time Bomb Tim, playing as Danny Limelight, the winner, continuing to have success with Danny Limelight, Time Bomb Tim, Tim Creaser. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Bob Dunn for winning Monday night. Saturday, New Year's Day, the SRG BOWS organized two tournaments. The first had a $10 sign-up, the winner of which would be the next contender for the Deep Six Championship. He would face Bobby Ohio, the current Deep Six Champion. Date and time to be named later. This tournament was a six-stop tournament. The other tournament 
taking place after that was a free tournament, standard Super Show play rules. There were stipulations of the top cut of the second tournament. Let me go through both tournaments as best I can. For the first tournament, and this will be true for the second, I don't know how many people played in the tournament as a whole. 14 people made the top cut in the first tournament. This is the tournament where a shot at the deep six belt is on the line. No stipulations throughout this tournament other than just six stop rules, meaning you can only have six stop cards in your deck. Two players got a buy into the second round of the top cut. From there, the format was your traditional quarterfinal, semifinal, final. The finalists end up being Stephen Hines, Mr. Moneymaker, using Flip, Vic the Brick, and Alec Ventresca using Jay White, the winner. Alec Ventresca with Jay White. He will be facing Bobby Ohio for the Deep Six Championship. Again, date and time to be named later. The other tournament, this is the free tournament. Again, don't know how many players played in the preliminary rounds. I believe both of these were group stages to a top cut. I don't know that for sure. Twelve people made the top cut in this tournament. Four of them got a buy in the first round. There were stipulations in the opening round. The stipulation was New York rules. I believe this means no disqualification, no count out. Crowd meter starts at crowd meter one. The quarterfinals were played under the Lumberjack match stipulation. The semifinals were played under the Ring of Fire stipulation. And the finals were a dark match. The finalists were Kirk Polka playing as Fortress and Eddie Fury playing as Alex Hammerstone. The winner, Eddie Fury playing as Alex Hammerstone. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Alec Montresca for their victories in the first event of 2022. Outside of that, currently on supershowthegame.com, as far as online events are concerned, there is nothing posted for this week coming up. With that, expect Proving Grounds, expect Dojo Tuesday, expect Thursday tournament. So look for those to show up on supershowthegame.com and again, Dojo Tuesday night. With that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.